and another, you know, really another conversa- a conversation I want to touch on that's like a really big part of hunting. When you have that target buck, you know, you've been watching him since he was a, a button buck. Mm-hmm. You know, you see him grow. You put your, your cameras out throughout summer. You watch him grow his antlers, you know. When you finally get that chance, when he finally steps out and you take him, you know, you track you track your blood trail and you put your hands on that deer. It's almost like it's almost like you just lost your dog or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you just look at him and you're like, "What do I do now?" Yeah. Like I just lost this this whole big section of my life. Yep. All I the just, time, I all just the hard gave, work. I just gave to this deer. And now he's gone. Yep. And all you can do is just start over again. Mm-hmm. You're, Find another you're one. back at square one. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a bigger one. Yeah. You know, you may be chasing a big eight or a big nine. And then next year you've got a six point that's got a twenty five inch spread. Yeah. But he's got four inch D twos. Yeah. You know, it's just the story and the the chase behind it. Those are my favorite like I live for the whole adventure. Yeah. I don't I'm not I don't dislike this and I don't put this against anyone, but those people that go in and it's the first year hunting this area and they kill hundred and eighty inch deer. They never seen before nothing. Cool, great, nice deer. I would love to do that. But I will one hundred percent watch the video or listen to the story or the whatever of the guy that I've hunted this deer for six years, four years, five years, whatever the case is. I've hunted him. I've done this. I have, like, my entire farm, planting, feeding, everything is based around this deer and what he needs so I can harvest him. That's the stories I like listening to. The ones that actually have, like, some background to it, you know. And unfortunately, I haven't really been able to do that here um, because anything that walks just gets killed anywhere else, you know. So I can't watch a six-point that's two years old turn into a nine point at four years old that's just a behemoth can't do it they get killed before they get to that age or you know something happens that's one but thing i noticed about our area as soon as it's legal people just shoot it they Bam. shoot it done nobody <clears throat> lets them mature nobody does anything like that it is it's if it's illegal it's hitting the ground like last year yeah. i shot that six point opening opening morning the next day i let another a bigger six point walk yeah you know, I shot my buck. Yeah. You know. Yep. No, I'm like, okay, I'll hold out. I want to see one. Bigger. Which, that six point you killed was a, dude, that the was The body a, of it was. That was a gigantic body deer for yeah. Florida. I mean, that deer was pushing on 200 pounds every bit. He, he yeah. I mean, you saw the picture of him. He yeah. laid from bed wall to bed wall. Yeah. But I do have an S10. It is not. Yeah. Still solid with his head, you know. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't get it in a truck by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not. And I mean, that's. Yeah, and you're not weak by any means, you know. And, I mean, that's the thing is, like, if you meat hunt, kill does. They have just as much meat as the bucks. Kill does. Can't eat the horns. You can't eat the horns. Kill the does. And if you need more meat than the two we're allowed down here, kill them illegally. I don't, don't, you know, encourage illegal hunting, but if you need meat that bad, to where two does will not suffice for you and you need to kill little little bucks barely legal to make it happen kill more does illegally 
or put in to get tags. We do not condone people doing illegal actions. No, we're but, just we're just spitting out how uh, you know how we wish it worked. Yeah, yeah. I wish they would do like Alabama and make it where you kill a doe a day or year. Or you know, even if like you know you have five deer tags, quote unquote tags. You want them. Maximum of two bucks. You can shoot maximum two bucks, or you can shoot maximum of three does. But if you you know, if it's the end of the season and you want to take another doe or two, get in touch with your game warden, your lo- you know, your local warden. And see if you can climb a doe as a buck. And claim it as a buck. Or, you know, FWC could just get it to where you could just like, hey, I killed a doe and I want to, yeah. you know. I would like to use my buck tag. Which we don't technically have tags, but. Yeah, you just have to call it in a register. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I agree with a limit on bucks, 100%. I would I, say knock it down. I do, too. It's three. So you, in Florida, you can kill where we live. You can kill five deer a year, two of which can be antlerless does. Another thing I don't like, we talked about last week, is that they consider five-inch or smaller spike as an antlerless deer. Don't agree with that. If it's got nuts between its legs, it is a buck, period. Secondly... I think they should drop the three bucks down to a two or one. I would be okay with it being one because I have never killed more than one buck in a year. I mean, I've killed my I've killed my three bucks in a year, but uh, for for good reason. I killed a nice mature eight point, and I killed just this wacky. I don't know if he got hit by a car or what, but you know he had a his right side left. His left side was a, like a six-inch horn, and it went right down the side of his skull like a buffalo a yeah. buffalo horn. I thought it curved like a fish hook. Essentially. You know, it just had a real tight hook. You know, if... I think you mean like a water buffalo. Yeah. Uh, well, like a regular bison. You know, it's got oh, yeah, the they real... they do that, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, water buffalo. But, like, if you've got... If you've got your your target buck and you've got your one and you've got this real funky dude you know like uh hunter's buddy yep yep. that that killed that real real crazy one he had like seven tines on one side and the other side was just a big fork split and it would have been like a mainframe like 13 point or something it was crazy his right side beautiful left side was like an S-shaped main beam. It like went up, grew out, swooped down, grew back up, and then like curved out to the front. It was weird. And then he had like a couple kickers off of it or something. Crazy deer. So I mean, still a I like those massive deer, but a cold buck. It was not something you you don't want those jeans running around in there. So I could agree with two, you know, but I mean, really and truly, like. In the last three years, the most bucks I would say are mature shooters. I've had two a year. Two different deer a year. That's it. Other than that, all the other ones should get a pass if we're going off size and maturity, you know. Um, But obviously, you run back into that, well, is the neighbor going to kill them? So do you let them walk? You know, do you take that risk to where you don't you don't benefit from the meat and whatever else you're going to get off of? If I don't do it, somebody else is. Yes. So, 
it's kind of a cat and mouse game on what you want to do, but I think it should be maximum of two bucks or an option of five does if you want to. But really, the ideal scenario would be two bucks a year or a dough a day. No limit on those. Except for one a day. And even that, you will not you will not put a dent in the population of does still guarantee it you will not see any major drop in does you know i think we need to have at least like two or three years worth of an open season on does like because used to there wasn't a limit on does you didn't have to call me and register nothing during uh because i remember one year i killed four like one a day for four days in a row and I know people that back in, you know, those days when they would archery hunt, they had so many does on their property. They were killing like eight to 10 does an archery season, which is the second to last weekend of October to the day before Thanksgiving, which you can use your bow during gun season, but it wasn't doe days. You had to kill bucks then. But yeah, you could kill as many does as you wanted. There was just a limit on the a day, you know, part. But yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know why they ever put a limit on it. I will never understand who made that decision. Probably someone that doesn't live here. And they thought that was a better, like not in this area. They probably live in some city and they thought that that was a better option. had uh, headquarters of Tallahassee. Yeah. So, but I don't think that's who makes the laws. I think it's like a board of commissioners of some sort, you know, so ain't no telling where they're from, but what? Like uh, Pennsylvania, they have the most highly populated deer state in the United States. And I think they're like a buck and a doe a year. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You get caught with another one, fine or jail time. Yep. I mean, they that's like strict that- on their, uh, like when you go hunting, you have to pin your license to the yeah. back of your orange vest. Yeah. You have to wear an orange yeah. vest. And that's that's the other thing is like. Like, you look at Texas, for example. Texas is another good one. You see all these videos of these people sitting in shooting houses, and they pan their camera up, and there's 40 deer standing out in front of them. And it's like, Texas is pretty strict, too. It's a very, very small number you can kill. I don't know about the does, but I know bucks. It goes by county, and you have, like, one buck, two buck, three buck counties. And so, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just, I don't think there should be a limit on does. At least for a couple of years, and then you can change it back if you need to. But I don't, I don't know. Especially now they change the rules to all year you can kill does. It's like great, but we're still limited. What's, yeah, I mean, what's, the, what's, what's the, the point? Yeah, if I can only kill two, all I need is a weekend because you can only kill one a day with a rifle. I need one afternoon. Well, you can only kill one a day. I mean, with a rifle, like realistically oh yeah yeah if you could kill two a day with a rifle you could be done in one day you'd have both your dose done morning and afternoon yep or possibly the same sit mm-hmm. if they don't run off or if you kill one early in the evening or early early in the morning then sit longer yep but the bad thing about that is once you kill a deer down here you pretty much gotta go get it or it'll spoil because how fucking hot it is so <laughs> but yeah I think there, I think there can really be some changes in the laws, um, for the better. You know, we, the, 
Florida is so forgotten about when it comes to deer hunting. We do grow giants. Yep. And look at 30A. Yeah, the places that aren't hunted. How big some of those deer are. They grow huge. Big mass horns, you know, 10, 11, 12 points, and nobody talks about it. Yeah. You know, but then you go up to Kansas and then you get 140 inch eight point and everyone's doing backflips about it like we grow those deer here are they as common not even close but yeah that's just what makes it so much more special you know if i were to have a 140 inch eight point walk out in front of me Uh, i don't even know what i would do yeah i'd probably have a mini heart attack yeah i mean that is a heart attack yeah so much adrenaline running through you Uh dude my first my first eight point that i ever killed I shot at like eight yards with Cameron and I was about to shake the tree stand out of that tree. I was sitting down and I was shaking that tree stand apart. Didn't Cameron have to tell you a couple of times? Like, yes. He down. told me to calm down and I was like, dude, I'm calm, but my body is freaking out. Yeah. My mind calm. I know what I got to do. Body losing control. Don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and you know, that's a, that's back to the adrenaline thing you know turkeys have their own adrenaline thing there's nothing like buck fever yeah speaking of which 10 years ago yesterday i killed my first buck really yep first deer ever killed was a spike i shot i killed three that year i killed three deer that year and they were all spikes (laughs) eventually my dad was like all right no more like (laughs) you will not kill another spike in your life like you're done Like you've gotten the first kill, the next suit, you know, the first few kills out of the way. Time to kill some does or kill a rack buck, you know. So, yeah, I just thought it was cool. Coincidentally, ten years ago, yesterday, mm-hmm. took my first buck, and and I was twelve. That's badass. I agree with a lot of like the old timey hunters that have you know that were hunting in the '60s and the '70s. You know, like my dad. Or like, uh, well, any of our granddads. Yeah, you know, but my grand, my granddad, you know, one of my idols, love him to death. You know what I mean? Would do anything for him. I don't agree with his hunting, like his uh, hunting ideals. Like I was talking to him not too long ago, and I was telling him about this nice seven point that I have, or you know, I was actually talking about it earlier. Uh. I showed him pictures of it, and there was a a little rack eight point in the same picture. And he was like, "You need to kill that eight point." And I was like, "Why?" He was like, "Well, it's just an eight point, and it ain't never going to be anything else." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not looking for it to be a a ten or a fourteen or anything like that. I I want to see him get bigger. Maybe he'll, you know, throw a couple kickers off, or maybe he'll, you know, maybe he'll be two hundred forty pounds. Maybe he'll maybe he'll have that same rack and." When he's five and a half, six years old, you know, he may just be a stud, you know, but he may only just have that little bitty rack. And I'm not even really looking for that, you know, like what what Jarrett was talking about. I'm looking for maturity. You know, I, I want that higher age group. Yeah. You know, and if it's – people make mistakes, you know, they come – deer come out last light you can just oh, yeah. make out those got horns and 
you can just make out that it's definitely legal. You know, you shoot it, and you're like, you know, you're excited, you shot a buck, blah, blah, blah. You go find him, and he's not even close to as big as you thought he was. Or you're like my granddad, and he's shooting at just about last light, thinking it's mm-hmm. a doe, and he gets up to it, and it's two little button buck with one inch nubs yep man that's the worst feeling i've killed button bucks yeah that's a that's a that's a horrible feeling yeah. and and like my thing is like and me and hunter were talking about this friday at work the difference a year can make on a buck that's fed properly has good genetics all that they can add like 30 to 50 inches on their antlers in a year it is ridiculous what a year can do on a deer you know you can have a 128 one year and the next year he turns to four or five years old and he just blows up i had one do that this year or last year he was running with my big eight point and a wide six that i had and i knew i didn't want to shoot him but he would have been well bigger than what i had he was probably 100 inches 110 inches way bigger than anything i've ever killed and he popped off and last year was growing a drop time and probably put on 30 inches of, ma- of of antler 20 20 to 30 he was anywhere from like a 125 to 135 buck one year that's all it took and so that's where like letting those little ones walk really comes into play so i don't know i'm hoping stuff will change but we'll see who knows our three little voices won't make a difference but if you can get enough people on board it'll impact someone and i really yeah. hope that somebody listening to this will get something you know like maybe i should stop shooting four points maybe i should let that let unless it's three on one side (laughs) or tennis maybe yes yeah yeah Yeah, maybe i should let that six point walk see what he is next year yeah like let that little basket rack go yes. yes a big rule of thumb i have is age and ears or if he's old and if he's outside of his ears, one one thing that I, I'm not even I'm not even gonna say that I'm proud of it, but one thing that I really don't like to see is an injured deer. Yeah. Like, if a basket rack eight walks in and he's got a busted leg, he yeah, I'm gonna take him. Yeah, I will I will adhere to my own rules or break my own rules if. It is bettering the life of that animal. You know, if he is hurt or, you know, you can tell he's been shot before or something, I will take him out of his misery, help him out, and I, I will kill one. But, like, Jack, sitting there with his bow. Have you killed a racked buck with your bow? Nope. Has not killed a racked buck with his bow. None. Zero. Not a small one, not a big one. Nothing. And had a very, very, very beautiful basket rack eight point in front of him for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Just eating. Never even picked his bow up. 32 yards. Never Broadside. even picked his bow up. That right there is what you should be doing. You especially that constraint. Yes, was especially my heart, around here. Was my heart absolutely thumping out of my chest? Oh, yeah. Yes. He That's was the very, fun of it, though. He was very much legal. And but and so there's another side of it. I will say Jack has killed big deer. Very nice Florida bucks. And for him to still get that 
uppity about a buck and he shot it, if he would have shot it, would not have bashed him for shooting that smaller buck. Because I mean, if I get, it gets I still you get going, uppity when yearlings walk out. Oh, dude. I'm excited to I see anything. Spot, I can have a spotted fawn walk out in front of me and I'm, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I will freak out, you know, like. <laughs> And the day that that ends, I will hang my bow up and I will put the put the scope cover on my gun and put it in the gun safe. And I will never hunt again. If I ever lose that on any deer, like if I don't get excited to shoot does, if I don't get excited to shoot a buck, if I don't get excited when a turkey gobbles, I will quit doing whatever that is, you know. It's like my granddad. He doesn't care to hunt no more, but he takes my cousins. He's yeah. like, he's, I don't he's, care. He's in he's a like, different realm of it now. I don't care for it no more. Yep. He's like, but I'm going to take my grandkids yep. out. Yep. Give them that experience. And that's kind of where the, dad's at now, too. You yeah. know, he loves taking my nephews, his grandkids. And, uh, you know, he doesn't even hardly hunt. Like, I had to sight his gun in for him last year, or at least make sure it was still sighted in. It was, but. 30 out 6. Yep. So, uh, you know, that's that's one thing is, like, just. If it gets you going, like, if a buck walks out and it absolutely just gets you rolling and going, and you can justify to yourself that's all that matters at the end of the day. I could bash Jack all day long if he would have shot that buck. But if he's okay with it on his property. And it's legal. And it's legal. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter what my opinion is. It does not at all. You know, so, and that's the thing too. Like, those people that are listening that do shoot the smaller bucks, if they just rub me off with a grain of salt of what I'm saying, that's fine. That's okay. My opinion does not truly matter in someone else's life but i think there is a part of it that is like hey if you'll do it and i'm doing it we can start killing some really nice deer you know um and i don't think that's what people realize is like if i'm doing it and you'll start doing it you'll see a major difference and we can start killing mature bucks and nice bucks especially you know? if like you know you your neighbor their neighbor Yes. And the neighbor on the other you, side of you. If you can get a thousand acres of neighbors, just get on the same game plan. And not necessarily even like, hey, these are the rules we have to follow. And if you don't, you're going to get punished. Well, no, it's my property. I'll do whatever the hell I want, you know. But if you can at least have a gentleman's agreement of, hey, let's try to shoot mature deer, coal bucks, outside the ear bucks, eight inch tine bucks, whatever the case may be make your list of you know requirements and say hey let's by the best ability follow these now my dad takes my grand or his grandkids my nephews out and they kill a basket rack six that ain't no bigger than 40 inches you know all together okay that's a kid that's his first buck maybe or second buck, whatever you're, you're letting them get their taste yes you're letting them build up i have gotten to the point now where i've killed my small bucks I can see a perfect, beautiful eight point that's three inches inside of his ears and has two inch tines and it will not excite me anymore because I know like to an extent, it doesn't excite me. It still is like, Oh, nice. I got a buck on camera. You're happy to see it, but you're not going to shoot it. But it doesn't get me so excited that I'm like, all right, I need to start putting in work for this buck. What I need to do is help him live the best life. Get his nutrients and get the best life that he can. So he can turn into that one that gets me ready to throw my boots on and go hunting, you know? Um, and I've gotten to where now I like to deer watch a little bit, you know, deer walk. Now that doe that I shot with my rifle on YouTube, that one, I had no choice. There was no watching them. They were 
in and they were ready to get out you know so i had to make it happen but that one that i killed my bow i had multiple opportunities to shoot the deer in the very back and i had two opportunities to shoot the doe that i shot before i shot it but i just like sitting there and letting them letting them do their thing you know so there's a lot to be learned for all of us and a lot of things that could change with a lot of people rules regulations all that stuff but is it going to who knows we'll see maybe aya can make a big movement but doubt it <laughs> you never know you never know anything's possible aya has a dream people also have to realize you know like what we were talking about earlier like when you when you do finally kill your target buck or whatever you are taking a life basket rack or not giant 215 inch deer or not you know turkey duck fish brim whatever you're taking a living thing's life so respect it don't you know if you've got a buck out in front of you at 80 yards and you're like i'm gonna shoot it in the back so it don't run off dude you are sick i cannot stand people who will try to take the easy way out yeah because shooting, shooting a deer in the spine does nothing but paralyze it if it you, is not dead if you, you do shoot you're going in the back, to have to sorry to cut you off you're going to have to slice its throat or shoot it again or shoot it again horrible ways to die both of those ways imagine you getting shot in the back being paralyzed and someone coming up to you and cutting your throat so you drown on your own blood and can't breathe or having to shoot you again which still won't be an immediate kill and no matter what, you could, you could see their heart. If they were see-through and you could see their heart and you shoot it, they're still going to be alive for a little bit after that and at least not fully brain dead. That's just how the nervous system works. But I, I'm a 100% on board with that. I don't agree with all that. And I've spine shot deer on accident before, and it's a it's a nasty feeling in your stomach when you make a bad shot on a deer. I've shot, I, I shot a uh, buck with, a, with my bow one time buried it in its shoulder i'm assuming couldn't see it it was lat i really shouldn't have made the shot and i kicked myself for doing it because i didn't know what buck it was it could have been a young buck could have been an old buck don't know could have been the biggest buck of my life don't know but i shot it late made a good shot as far as like hitting vitals and stuff but it didn't exit so i didn't have an exit hole i found good blood but it ran 150 yards and we lost blood and never found it I know that deer died, and I never got to find it. So it's just one of those ugh, feelings, you know. Like when Gabby shot her first deer, it was a long shot. It was 235 yards. Yep. That is a lot to ask for anyone shooting. Especially first time shooting a deer. And it had only been maybe her... F- a she, few times shooting a gun. Yeah, well, that gun. I, you know, I knew she was going to be shooting that gun throughout the season when she got to hunt with me. So I wanted her shooting that gun. Was that and being what, what com- gun was that? My two seventy. Two seventy. Yeah. I wanted her to be comfortable with it, and you know, I I told her, like watching videos on YouTube, I showed her like, hey, when a deer standing broadside, you know, you want to put it in that pocket right behind the shoulder. Yep. She shot it in the back. You know, and that's okay. It's a long shot. You know, on your first deer, you get jittery. It is what it is. I'm not bashing her for it. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it wasn't purposely done. You know, we got down there 
and I had a pistol with me. She shot. She wanted to take the deer out. She shot the deer in the head. Took it out, you know, as humanely as possible. You know, I felt bad for her. I don't know if she did feel bad about making not the greatest shot. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, at that distance, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Even at a hundred yards, you know, there's still at any distance really. There's a possibility you're going to make a bad shot. Yeah. Archery. You make a bad shot. Your scope got bumped and you didn't know it. Yeah, it's it's late in the season. You haven't sighted your gun and you sighted it in at the beginning. Something could have happened, bounced around in the truck. Something could be off, you know. And and that's the the deer that I've spined are I've killed I've done it a couple of times with my bow. They drop into it, you know, um, you're not holding low enough, whatever the case may be. Um, but the ones with the rifle were both the two. I might have done it before, I, I just know two for sure. Um, were three hundred and eighty seven yards. And at 387 yards, there's not a lot of room. There's not a lot of room, especially unless you have like a 40 power scope or something, something crazy to like get in there and see the tick on their ass. It's hard to get dead set, especially with the scope I have at, at 387 yards. I have a circle in my scope, so it's not perfect crosshairs. You can't really line anything up. You're just putting a circle on their body. And at that far, the circle covers their whole body. Well, at 387... I'm shooting my 300 dot and holding a touch high. Well, that gun I'm shooting shoots so flat that until you hit 400, you shoot for 300, basically. I know that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but that's pretty much how it works. Because at 387, I held a touch high. Like, I mean, a touch high and blew this thing's spine out. I mean, that's just how flat that gun shoots, you know. So, it's... uh. It's possible, but um, I don't like people that shoot them in the neck because that's not a quick kill. Like, yeah, it drops them. So to you, it may seem like a quick kill. But they're they're flailing around. They're flailing. You know, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's just nerves. No. That deer is trying to get up. It's yeah. trying to run. It's trying to fight for its life. Nerves is whenever it twitches, you know, a little bit. Nerves isn't full leg kicks on the ground. Yeah, and it's current, like it's actively trying to stand back up yeah but you know mistakes are made i won't bash people for you know yeah i made a 290 yard shot and i hit it in the back but when you're you're a good shot congrats when you're yeah i took my son out the other day and you know he had a little cow horn walk out at 60 something yards and i told him shoot it in the back so he didn't have to track it you are a piece of garbage you are teaching your son or nephew, grandson, or Whatever. yourself the wrong way to do it. And the, it's all preference, really, I guess. There is no quote-unquote right way to kill a deer. It's all about what you find ethical. Yep. But when you teach someone so... What's the word? What? You know how, like, when kids are young, they say, like, you know, don't cuss around kids because they're going to copy you. What yeah. is that word? Uh, Impressionable. Like, yeah. Impressionable. When, yeah. when, you, when you bring someone into hunting or in, into any kind of sport that's so impressionable and you show them the wrong ways, you show them how to find the gray areas, you show them how to cheat the system, you are doing it wrong. You're, you are being the worst kind of role model possible. Yep. 
when my dad and my grandpa got me into hunting and I started hunting with my grandpa first, you know, just because of lack of land and a lack of opportunity with my dad, which isn't his fault, you know what I mean? But with hunting with my grandpa, he was always like, if you're not comfortable enough making a vital shot, shoot it in the shoulder because that is the next best thing. Yep. And like I said, that's not on riding. No one says that shooting a deer in the shoulder is the next best thing to shooting in the vitals. Yeah. But ethically, I think shooting him in the shoulder is your next best ticket. Yeah. Because my, my go-to is the shoulder. And my reasoning behind that is, one, you're still hitting vitals. Their lungs and heart are still behind that. But, two, you're hitting mobility items you know you're taking out their front leg mobility as well as taking the ethical major organ shot um and two certain calibers and certain bullets like you were talking about fmjs there's just certain things that if you shoot them in that we'll say dead man area it's not necessarily like a dead man area because you got your you got organs and what to hit but if you hit that soft tissue just a lot of fat a lot of just organ material with a bullet that's zipping it's going to punch a pinhole through through and through it's not going to take anything out you know that's where my shoulder shots i make my argument of that's what i like to do but there you go again like who says that that's the right way well my dad taught me to do that put it on the middle of the shoulder and squeeze but paul paul taught you shoot him right behind the shoulder both are ethical and both kill deer you know that at the end of the day so it's really just which one do you prefer and how do you like to do it some people don't like shoot them shoulder well you're messing up the meat blah blah not a lot of meat off shoulders i would rather not mess up back straps and hams another thing i don't agree with is the quote unquote texas hole shot when a deer is facing directly away from you and you shoot them in the ass Never I done don't, that. I don't agree with it. No. The only shot I will take that's not perfectly broadside is if they're right at me and I can put it right. Be- if they're looking up and I can put it right between their shoulders. And even then, I'm not. If it's like 80 it, yards plus, I'm not making that shot. I'm just. I'm, I'm going to. I've either. done it at 150. But. It was more of a quartering to me very hard, and I just put it on the front of its shoulder. But if I can take that frontal shot, I will take a frontal shot if that's the only shot I'm offered. Nine times out of ten, I'm waiting to see if I can get that broadside shot. Right. And I'm not taking it with a bow. I will never take that shot with a bow because of so many uncertainties. You know, am I going to hit the organ? What's my arrow going to do when it hits? Is it going to deflect? and just scrape them like what's what can happen you know a gun that bullet's going in where it it hits that's period it's not gonna hit and deflect it will once it gets in there a little bit maybe but it's hitting and going in and coming out somewhere probably maybe not on a frontal shot it'll probably stop somewhere in the gut somewhere but for the most part it's going to go through whatever you want it to as long as your aim's on you know so I will take a frontal. I will not take a, what'd you say, a Texas whole shot? Yeah. I mean, that's. That, I will not take that because there's no vital organs 
for two and a half feet and through it, that the you know? uh unless you can hit somehow hit the femoral artery which is that big ass artery well, that runs across in, their back in the ass like that you're just destroying the guts it's just you're blowing it's you're, blow, you're blowing guts all over all the meat you're trying yeah, to it's going to be a horrible cleaning and probably ruin meat it's but, gonna smell horrible. Yes. But like the eight point I shot the year before last, I walked into the plot and he was walking down the wood line away from me. And I walked out to a spot where I had a hard quartering away from shot. And I was super confident with that rifle I had. Is so that the I, one that ran in, circled around, and then yeah, hit the tree? Yeah. The one I had you come help me drag out. Mm-hmm. Um I, t- I took that shot because I had high confidence. Texas whole shot? No. Oh. I missed what if you said it. I was <laughs> not paying attention. Uh, it was a hard quarter and away from shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean really, really hard. Like, I hollered at him, and he picked his his head up and looked back at me, and I maybe had a eight and a half to 10-inch gap from ass cheek to shoulder to hit. Yeah, yeah. And it was about a hundred yard shot, freehand, but I had extreme confidence with that. It was that thirty thirty I had. Yeah, and that thing was dead on. Yeah, like me that's and, another side of hunting that I don't think a lot, like you need to have confidence in your equipment. Yes, you know, like like I will probably tomorrow or next weekend if I'm not rifle hunting the whole weekend. I will probably practice my bow. I'll probably shoot 30 to 50 times just to make sure that I'm still good and on. Just so I know when I get in the stand that if I miss or something happens, bad shot, it is on me. It is my fault. It's like I can't if blame anyone equipment. goes hunting with me, I would not be confident putting any of my rifles that I hunt with in their hands. No. Because all of my rifles, they're zeroed at... 300 or more yards yeah jesus because they're military rifles yeah so they're not meant for you gotta aim at the dirt to shoot close one shooting at 60. you gotta you gotta aim at the bottom if they're within a hundred yards you're aiming brisket yeah. bottom of the be- uh the chest and another thing I'll, you know really an ethics thing that i would like to talk about don't hunt with a 22 and if you're hunt, and if you're hunting in, hunt with enough power that you're going to ethically well, take that animal's. That's life. why there's a legal limit on the poundage of a bow. It's so, got to be over like 38 pounds, because they have found that that is the minimal to make it a clean ethical shot. I think it should be more like 45, 45. yeah, or something. Because I know people that have killed plenty of deer before, but at a certain poundage, like that arrow can hit a rib and stop. You know, it's bone. Those are hard, you know. Um, but I'm also not saying you got to shoot damn 80 pounds either. You know, you, I shoot 67. Joe Rogan shooting a 90-pound draw. No, not doing it. But, like, one of Jarrett's. Bounced off that Tesla's door. One of Jarrett's spots, the first doe kill he posted on YouTube, that is like a 16-yard shot. That's about as far as you're going to shoot. Maybe 25, 26 is, like, the very furthest you're going to shoot. And then it starts getting sketchy because you start, you know, putting limbs in the way and whatever else. I bounce one about seventy-five. Uh, but if you're hunting in a bow in a in a bow plot, you know, you've got a thirty-yard shot. Don't hunt with a seven mag. 
Yeah. You know, what do you, you're putting yeah. so much like velocity out. You're either blowing through that deer and just zipping a hole through it because your seven mag is meant to shoot 480 yards. That's yeah. what it's zeroed at. You know, if you're shooting 60, 65 yards, hunt with a 30 30, hunt with a Hell, even hunt with a forty-five seventy if that's what you like to hunt with. Yeah, but don't if you're shooting short range, don't shoot with something so big you're gonna blow yeah. the other end of it off. You know, if you're gonna shoot through the shoulder, don't shoot with something you're gonna, you know, make a basketball sized hole through it. And that's what I know a guy that hunted with a seven mag. I don't know if he still does, and he has said that he has shot many deer. They'll drop, they'll get back up and run off. He'll never find them. Or they'll get up and they'll run 200 yards, and when he finds them, there's just a zip hole through them. He's like, I'm, I think I'm going to quit hunting with a 7 mag. I hunted with a 7 mag for three years-ish, maybe a, f- a couple more or something. And every deer I shot with it, the backside of that deer was gone. It blew a hole in the deer. And that's at 110 to, I think the farthest I shot with that was like 220, putting a hole in them. Now, I was shooting ballistic tips, so they're meant to open up more, but... The problem is, come to find out, is how close he hunts. Farthest shot he was taking with that gun was probably 60 yards. With a 7 mag, maybe 60 yards, give or take. I mean, he's on top of them. I like to rifle hunt 200 plus. That is my ideal rifle hunting. I don't like to be on them. I don't like, like, I want to have to, you know, fully zoom in with my scope to be able to get a good shot. That's just how I like to rifle hunt. I, I, like, like, I like to hunt, you know, and it's just really a a, a a preference thing with that. You know, I like to hunt out to about 250. I don't like to sit on top of them either, but... That, that's because that's you can't be shooting at me. Right. Uh, you know, I've made my 290-yard, 300-yard shots and killed deer. Yeah. But... There's a lot of variables that start getting into it out that far. Like not as much as like, you know, sniping and like thousand yard shots, but there's a huge difference and it's a lot more forgiving at a hundred yards than it is at, you know, 220. But if you're, if you're taking your, your kid out and he's hunting with a 243, don't put him on a spot where the deer are coming out at 400 yards. Yeah. Because you're, for one, you're lowering his chances and you're killing his morale or I say his, they are morale. Yeah. Uh, you know, because they're seeing all these deer so far out, and you're like, you can't shoot that because your gun won't reach that. Put them somewhere where they have a better chance. Yeah. You know, if you're comfortable shooting that, you sh- you hunt that. But, you know, it, the same thing. If you're hunting 100 yards, shoot with a lower caliber. Shoot with a 223. Shoot with a 243. Shoot with a 3030. A 30 six is, you know, plenty at 100 yards and that's what most people around here hunt with 30 out six or a uh 270 yeah i hunt with a 270 dad's hunting with a th- that was the first rifle he ever bought i a think lot, most of us around here are hunting with a 30 caliber bullet yeah but like a 243 we were talking about it you know it's not an optimal rifle for around here Cause a lot of there's a lot of cut ponds there's a lot of clear cuts you you can make a really long shot if you want to you know but a lot of people are hunting 100 to 150 yards around here yeah 
you don't need a 300 Weatherby mag or a, you know, a 308 to me is the perfect gun for a round year. Yeah. You can shoot it a hundred yards and be ethical, or you can shoot 350 yards and still do the same damage. Yep. Because that is a super flat shooting gun. Mm-hmm. It's got plenty of upfront velocity and it's still got the velocity on the back end. Yep. Uh, I don't even own a 308 yet. I want one to build. You're buying one. I am currently buying one, but, but it's not for me. Yep. For a girlfriend. Um, but I mean, it, like I said, ethics falls into it and preference falls into it. Yep. If you're comfortable with hunting with a 270 and you're shooting at 100 yards or you're shooting at 60 yards, whatever. But if you're shooting at 45 yards, Instead of hunting like with a shotgun, some people like shotgun hunt, some people don't. I don't like I don't shotgun like hunting with a shotgun. <laughs> I don't know why. That just like doesn't. I don't know. That's weird. But if you're shooting like sixty yards, hunt with a shotgun. With a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. That's an easy shot with buckshot. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't take it. I'd be scared. Um, I need them at like twelve. <laughs> I dropped a hundred forty pound pig at a hundred yards of buckshot. Dropped it. Jesus. But my man had a four inch choke on that fucker. That is that. That's also saying I got lucky and dropped one pellet right oh, in his yeah, ear yeah, hole. Yeah, I mean, it fell anything. right in his ear hole, and he yeah. fell like a sack of potatoes. But yeah, um, uh, don't don't hunt with someone that's gonna blow the the back end of off off of a deer. Yeah, and don't be, you know. Oh, you know, I got the 17 with a suppressor on it, and I'm hunting 40 yards, and I just shoot deer in the head. Yeah. Why are you going to do that? Yeah. Just do it, do it the right way. Yeah. Well, not really necessarily the right way, because there's nothing on on paper, you know, like we just yes. talked about. Yeah. But, you know, don't make a fool out of yeah. yourself. Common sense. Hunt with common sense. There's a lack of that these days. But, well. Hunt it like you got respect for it. Yeah. Yes. Respect it. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up on that. This was a good one. Definitely hit hit a lot of good points. So, Jack, as always. Cop some merch. Yep, yep. Go follow the YouTube. Yep, go follow the YouTube, all the socials. Don't um, forget to cop some merch. Cop some merch. <laughs> Everything is on sale till the end of the year. $25. $25. Everything. Hats, hoodies, shirts, everything. $25 and I might even drop some of the other stuff lower um, but if you buy more than one yes but we just got the LLC set up so we we, we official and there will be a website soon and uh, the whole nine so uh, make sure you stick around and, and follow along this stuff is uh, going good we got some really cool stuff uh, that we're going to start next year after the first um, yeah some really really cool stuff um, just a hint, we will have some prototypes soon. So that uh, that's a, a little hint. Uh, I'm not going to tell you anything else, but um, if you listen to this entire podcast, here's another hint. It has something to do with a very high adrenaline style hunting. I'll leave it at that. Um, but Christian, again, it was fun. We'll definitely do more of these. Thank you. So, Go buy an old gun. 
Yeah, go buy an old gun for Christian. Not for Christian, but in Christian's honor. Or buy know? it for Christian. Or buy it for Christian. He's always open to, to new oh, guns. Yeah. Um, but it's go gotta be like gun. I'm talking like sketchy, like almost about to blow up. No, none kinda. of them are sketchy and about to blow up. <laughs> yeah, no, his guns are good. They are very well kept old guns. Um but yeah. Again, um go follow all the socials. Um reach out. Um I think I'm gonna start doing a question before i do a podcast like on my instagram story or something um so we can actually get like some interaction from fans so again appreciate everybody for listening and keeping up with everything subscribe and comment and share and youtube videos and the whole nine um if y'all have any recommendations on that kind of stuff by all means um, what you like to see what you like to hear what you like us talking about let us know anything else y'all good that's all i got all right. Well, y'all stay safe and enjoy it. Yep. And uh, as always, God bless and enjoy the hunt.